Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Every day is a special day at Grand Hotel, so whether you're pampering mom for Mother's Day or taking some time for yourself, this is a special treat. We're starting to get outside for springtime, and St. Joseph invites you to wander their downtown streets. The National Cherry Festival will return this summer with a twist for COVID safety. And for shopping, Frankenmuth's River Place Shops offers variety and uniqueness. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling, let's go traveling, let's go traveling, let's go traveling, let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Good to be back with you again this uh, very special weekend as we, of course, celebrate Mother's Day weekend. I hope you are going to be able to be with your mother or somebody else who's uh, very significant in your life this weekend. I'll tell you one thing. We're going to be able to uh, encourage you to get out to some really special places with your family, maybe your mom, during this season because we can't get out there and travel safely. Make sure that uh, you're you're taking that Pure Michigan pledge to do so. Though wear that mask indoors and even outdoors and you know public crowded places and make sure to keep your hands clean and distance as much as possible. And of course, stay home if you're not feeling well. And I'm hoping that uh, you're doing all you can to get that vaccine as well because that's the only way we're going to get by this thing. And before you know it, we will be able to head to some very special places, including one of my favorite places in the state. I know. If you were to say what's your favorite place to go to in the state, most people, uh, we already know, would say Mackinac Island. And then if you would say what's the maybe best known or favorite hotel that either you've been to or you want to go to, you're going to say Grand Hotel. Let's head there next, I should say first, by bringing in Doug Dean. He's the executive vice president of Grand Hotel. Doug, it's good to have you back on the program. Great to be with you again, Dave. Well, the uh, season, of course, is just getting started, and we've got a long way to go. But uh, so far, uh, what are you hearing from the guests? They're uh, they're starting to show up for the season, and you have made some some changes to Grand Hotel. We have made some changes. It's really, really good to see people out traveling again uh, and doing so safely. And uh, you can just sense that people are so happy to be able to go and explore and uh, re-engage. And uh, when they come to the hotel, they're finding a couple of different things. We talked last week about our, our pool project, which is being wrapped up as we speak. Um, but we've also done some things in our retail space and we've changed our shopping experience. Uh, we've added some new stores and uh, modified a few others. So we kind of begin with Margaret's Garden, which was in our retail corridor previously. We've moved that into uh, its own space and it's um, allows us to display to display our award-winning floral presentations in a, a much more dramatic fashion and engage with our our expert florists uh, to work out whatever it is that you would like for your room or, or your wedding or, or just a surprise for someone while you're visiting the resort nice now where uh, is that going that is going in the retail corridor as you enter yes. right by Sadie's on the east entrance yeah and so that'll be a terrific spot 
Okay. Well, more to that. Previous, previously, we had a, a jewelry store, and we've reconcepted that and put in a shop that we call Grand Kids, uh, which is uh, offers a wide variety of children's product products that will help uh, the young ones uh, commemorate their trip to Grand Hotel. And I think it's a space that uh, our young guests are going to really enjoy exploring. Nice. Previously, we had a, a men's and women's shop combined called Colony and Cagney, and we transformed that into what will now be known as Grand Women's and then separately Grand Men's stores. So there will be wider selection and uh, very specific selection for both the men and the women to explore and enjoy. And I know that everybody's going to uh, appreciate the expanded uh, retail options there. Very nice. So any other uh, changes you're making like to the interior of the hotel? Uh, the other thing that we've done is we've gone through and renovated uh, about 90% uh, of our guest bathrooms uh, in, the, in the guest rooms. And so those have been freshened up with new fixtures and, and wall vinyl um, and will be, I think, an enhanced experience for our guests to enjoy when they uh, check in. Oh, very nice. Well, you know, Grand Hotel um, is just such a cool place because you have this very, you know, in some ways traditional, um, you know, hotel, but then it has such a bright and vibrant and interesting, very unique atmosphere as well. It's it's both combined. It's I can't think of another place like it. Well, that's one of the charms of Grand Hotel, and we've been very thoughtful about um, what we've done with our color selection and our uh, just the way the look uh, of the hotel is. And uh, I'm sure our guests will appreciate that because uh, this has such a strong tradition and strong heritage that we want to continue that as we move forward. Yeah, sound, sounds so nice. Now, I know you've also made some uh, big improvements down at the pool. We have. Uh, we're about to launch the 100th season of the Esther Williams Swimming Pool. And so we had a lot of folks working on improving that experience over the wintertime. And uh, our guests will find when we open uh, May 28th, when we open the pool, uh, that we've got an expanded pool deck with places to spread out and enjoy. We'll have cabanas. We'll have uh, uh, we'll return the water slide that previously existed hmm. at the pool uh, for the kids. And we've added an adults only infinity pool for uh, mom and dad and, and those without children. That are traveling to enjoy. Now that's going to be interesting because it does have, um, you know, you have such incredibly beautiful views from the hotel itself. So I'll be interested to see how that infinity pool works at that lower location. Well, we'll have to get you uh, to throw on a pair of trunks and come visit, Dave. <laughs> yeah, we'll look forward to that. <laughs> now, um, of course, uh, you know, Grand Hotel is a very special place. For people who've never been there, can you tell very quickly um, how your packaging works? Because you, you purchase usually more than the hotel room itself. We do. Uh, what we found last year is that with COVID, we needed to uh, offer just a, a room-only package, and we're continuing that because it was popular. But our traditional package includes breakfast and dinner in our uh, main dining room uh, for all parties that are traveling within a room. So our packaging starts, our, our rates start per person and includes uh, the modified American plan to include breakfast and dinner. And, and there are other packages available that have other features of the resort that our guests can engage in as well. Well, I can't wait for my next visit to Grand Hotel. I've been there so many times, I, I can't even count. And every time is a different experience. I know you're going to experience something really special as well. So check it out. The website is grandhotel.com. And our thanks to Doug Dean, Executive Vice President of Grand Hotel, for being with us today. 
We head to St. Joseph next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We get to go to the west side of the state, uh, kind of in the southern western part of the Lower Peninsula now. We're going to head to the beautiful little town of St. Joseph to find out what's happening there. Let's bring in Amy Zapel. She is the executive director of St. Joseph Today. Amy, it's good to have you in the program. It's good to be here, Dave. Now, now tell us first, what is St. Joseph Today? We are a, um, a 501c3, which is a nonprofit um, destination marketing organization that puts on community events. That's the simplest way to describe us. Yeah, well, you know, these days, uh, everybody's just starved for events. You know, we've had a, basically a year without events. If, yes. And usually at Michigan.org, the events section is the most visited section on the website. But, you know, with uh, so many of them having to be paused and canceled this last year, uh, people are going to that website site and being disappointed. So to hear that there are going to be some events in St. Joseph this season is going to make some people very happy. So first off, we should make make sure people know how to get to St. Joseph, where you are, and what the community is like. Why don't you wrap that all up in one one uh, paragraph? Sure. So St. Joseph is in the uh, southwest Michigan, uh, southwest corner of Michigan. We're right on Lake Michigan. Um, downtown St. Joseph um, sits right on a bluff overlooking Lake Michigan. So as you walk through our downtown or um, there's a lovely park on top of the bluff that can just sit on a swing and watch the sunset. Um, it's just a gorgeous small town on Lake Michigan. Um, there's a charming downtown with great food, great restaurants. We've got a lot of um, breweries and wineries in the area and um, would love to have as much company as possible. Yeah, well, you know, last year. <laughs> well, we've had so many challenges with COVID. So many communities have lost retailers and restaurants. How did St. Joe fare, and how, how is it faring so far? That's a really good question, Dave. I'm so happy to say, um, surprisingly and so wonderfully, um, there are probably, just off the top of my head, six of our downtown merchants who have um, either expanded into a space that someone else moved out of, so maybe someone closed. Um, the closures that we've had in our small downtown have been, um, one was retiring, uh, someone else it was a, it, that was planned to close last year anyway. Um, so while certainly our businesses have been um, hurt, um, there's also some businesses that have really um, done well and are looking forward to post-COVID, um, a post-COVID world. Well, you know, it's great restaurants too, but open. Yeah, I know we're all looking forward to that, and it's been so <laughs> tough on you know so many businesses and restaurants, especially. And um, actually, one of the things I most enjoy about St. Joe is some of your restaurants. And um, how how did they do with coping with kind of like the outdoor eating environment uh, options? Sure. So we have a, a number of our restaurants have outdoor seating anyway, so that is yeah. wonderful. Um, we, we do have one, um, two restaurants that are neighbors, they are right next to each other on a small street um, that's kind of a, a dead end. The city allowed us them to um, barricade that street off and expand right into the street. So they had outdoor seating um, when typically they wouldn't have. So I, I think our city has been very supportive of 
recognizing how much uh, everyone needs and um, respecting that uh, the safety protocols that COVID require of everyone. Yeah, that's great. That's is going to be one of the you know the the few good things that are going to come out of COVID is mm-hmm. you know we've we've learned to be a little more innovative in the travel mm-hmm. world uh, to be more inviting in different ways. Yes. And uh, one of those ways is to offer these outdoor dining options. And frankly, I really love it. So as the warm weather really kicks in, I'm going to look forward to uh, look forward to heading to St. Joe and checking out uh, those restaurants. Now, there are going to be a lot of opportunities to head there just on a beautiful day, or maybe you want to head over there for a special event. Um, you mentioned that St. Joseph is on the water. Uh, one thing that's kind of hard to envision is uh, you're not a typical waterfront community where, you know, the downtown um, is on the same level, really, as the lakeshore. You're kind of up on a bluff. It's a little bit different. Yeah, it's just, it's it's such a unique, you know, all the um, beach towns on the west coast of, of Michigan ha- are, are so unique in their own way. Um, and one of the ways that St. Joseph is, is that we sit up above on a bluff um, and then look kind of down onto the beach in Lake Michigan. There's a really gorgeous uh, big splash pad and fountain, um, a great uh, park area um, below us. Um, so you can, and, and it's all within walking distance. So yeah. even if you're up top, um, you just take the stairs down and it's about a block walk. So maybe well, two minutes and you're on the sand. Yeah, I love that. And one of the things that uh, you get to do because of kind of being up on a bluff is you get to have um, some of your events up there and you have this this beautiful little park which is uh, right along the kind of the edge of that bluff, where I know you hold a lot of your events. Uh, I know the three you're going to talk about today are all kind of in that general area. So if you're looking for these events in your downtown St. Joe, just look toward the water, and you won't miss that uh, that bluff area. Is that a, what's that little park called? Not very creatively. It's called Lake Bluff Park. I assume so. <laughs> That's I, I almost said it, but, but I didn't say it just in case I would have gotten it wrong. Well, uh, okay, we better get to these events. We're going to run out of time. So I know you have um, some some really popular artisan shows and, and antique shows and such. Let's, let's go down uh, kind of one by one. How about we start with the antiques show? Uh, when does that happen, and what can people look forward to? Sure. So it happens... Um, the first Sunday of the month, uh, May through October. It's again right on Lake Bluff Park, so you get to stroll along um, between, you know, kind of uh, in the uh, straddling both Lake Bluff Park and the market um, with um, antiques on the bluff and looking at the beach. And then on your other hand is our downtown area. So it's a great place to spend the day, um, come for breakfast, stay for lunch. We'll have you over for dinner too. Um, it's just a really great place. The, there's probably about 65 antiquers who um, set up every that you know that first Sunday and are there from 10 to 5 and there are some of the most unique you know everything from mid-century to a lot older than that um, treats that you can find well that's that's a major show too and you know everybody loves antiques whether you're in the buying mood or not so uh, I'm gonna have to try to head over there for that now kind of similar same area different uh, uh, genre, I guess I could say, uh, you have an artisan fair as well. When does that happen? Sure. That happens on June 5th, and then there are three other um, artisan fairs. So it happens four times, once in June, once in July, and twice in September. Um, it goes from 10 to 5 on Saturday, so it sits right again on Lake Buff Park. Um, there are all sorts of makers that are there, everything from handmade furniture to 
clothing to jewelry to soap to body lotions to just a, a million different things. Toys, um, wooden toys. There's one Carver is really great. Um, so it's just a, it's a great way to celebrate these small local um, artisans who put their heart and soul into what they make and then and then hope somebody will come along and enjoy it. Yeah, I bet. Well, and, and then something else that uh, St. Joseph has that uh, every little town should have, that is a farmer's market. And <laughs> just by chance, you also have the farmer's market in that same park. I know. So on those Saturdays that the Artisan Fair is there, the farmer's market will kind of sit right in the middle so you can do both. Um, but the St. Joe Farmer's Market is, there's about 30, um, you know, on any given day, there's 25 to 30 vendors. Um, there's everything from cheese to meat to fish to produce to baked goods to jam. It's just a wonderful, uh, really, to me, it's a celebration of the area that we're in because it's so heavily agriculture yeah. um, here, which all over Michigan. but. Yeah, the fruit basket of Michigan. Yeah, you <laughs> certainly are. And it's such a cute little town. And if you um, head to St. Joe, make sure to check out the entire area. Uh, Benton Harbor has uh, turned out to be a really cool little place to check out. If you're into golfing, there is a fine, fine golf course, actually more than one. But, uh, you know, ask about that. And it, it, there's just so many reasons to head to the area. And as you mentioned, Amy, all those beach towns provide such great variety and so much fun. So check them all out, but make sure you stop in St. Joseph on that trip. The website to find out more is stjoetoday.com. That is S-T-J-O-E-Today.com. And I want to thank Amy Zapel, the executive director of St. Joseph Today, for being with us today. Um, man, it, it's, uh, it's a great uh, job you must have and being able to live in that little town. Uh, everybody loves it. You're going to love it too, so check it out. I tell you what, uh, one of the uh, most popular big events in the state is back this year. It is the National Cherry Festival, and we're going to find out about that next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. You know, we've all been looking for those events that we just so love. And last year, most of those events just simply didn't happen because of COVID. Uh, it's hard to uh, bring, you know, big groups of people together uh, as we used to do in the time of COVID. But event holders are starting to figure it out. They're starting to figure out how they can still hold modified events, modified festivals and special events, and they can do it safely. So we're really happy to be able to tell you that the National Cherry Festival in Traverse City is going to happen this year. There are going to be changes, though. So let's find out about that and so much more by bringing in Kat Pay. Kat is the executive director of the National Cherry Festival in the one and only Traverse City, Michigan. Kat, it's good to have you on the program. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you, Dave. Well, after last year, I'm sure you've um, you've been um, just just working like crazy trying to figure out how to do this this year because nobody wanted to see our major events gone completely. So some of our you know most important events have found ways to get it done with a lot of adjustments, and you're one of them. Before we get into that, 
Uh, there are people who really have never heard of the National Cherry Festival in Traverse City. Hard to believe, but they're out there. So let's get into that. Uh, Traverse City is the host of this uh, this normally huge event, and it's been happening for a long time. How, how long ago did Cherry Festival start? Oh, well, there's actually some huge debate about that. So <laughs> officially, <laughs> we were founded in 1926 with the Blessing of the Blossoms. That was about a one to two day event here in the Grand Traverse region that truly did that. It blessed the blossoms and the growers got together. They celebrated with food, cherry pie and all of that and hmm. truly blessed the blossoms in May. Well, some believe it actually started in 1925 or before, but we do formally celebrate 1926 and on. So in just... Four more years after this coming festival, we will celebrate our 100th anniversary in 2026. So very we are good. very honored to be a, um, a founding festival here in our community. And of course, cherries being the premier fruit of the area something that we love to celebrate up here in northern Michigan. Well, it is something that's very particular and very unique to your region. Um, is it true that cherries are um, like one of the biggest crops in the Traverse City area? It is. And actually, we grow 70% of the nation's tart cherries right here in the region. We do have sweet and tart, but we are mostly known for your tart cherries, which have all those health and wellness benefits with the cherry juice and the dried cherries. But you cannot forget the famous cherry pie. Yeah, that's right. Now, when do cherries generally come out? I mean, when are they available, you know, at all those really cool, you know, roadside stands and in farmers markets and things? So it actually varies. Right now, we're heading into blossom season here as long as the weather <laughs> cooperates, yeah, yeah. which, of course, in Michigan is a whole wait five minutes and the weather may change anyway. Right, right. So our growers definitely are feeling that right now with the warm and colds that we keep having. Those are not real great uh seasonal changes for our mm, blossoms right. but as soon as we go ahead and uh, hit the blossom time then not long after that you will see cherries right now uh, i believe from talking to a few of our growers obviously we have some on old mission peninsula leelanau peninsula and then all the way down through our five county region you have the, the various times when the different cherries will be ready first is going to be our tarts and later will be our sweets Tarts are expected right now somewhere in June, is what I'm hearing, early July. So we would actually have, right now, knock on wood, uh, local cherries at the festival. Ah, which nice. isn't always the case. Right. Yeah, I know it isn't. You know, that always throws me off because, you know, normally you would think, well, of course, they're going to have the crop out. But the festival is generally timed around 4th of July, right? So you just never know. So I guess this year we'll cross our fingers that even the uh, cherries cooperate with us. Of course, COVID has been on the minds of um, all of us in so many ways. And when it comes to managing a big event like the cherry festival man i can't imagine all the the logistical concerns and safety issues that you've been thinking about this last year oh yes we have been thinking about them in in droves uh, of what is the best way to to reopen our festival and then represent it to the public because it is going to look different unfortunately right now we are not able to have our normal capacity traditionally our national cherry festival air show for example would have 500,000 guests between the beaches and the boats and in the parks we cannot effectively social distance and mandate a mask wearing and be able to um, regulate that it's not a controlled fenced in environment so Mm -hmm. those are some of the reasons that events that we have already made changes to our calendar that's why those changes have been made because for us we are 73 days out from opening day right now yeah which is 
not a lot of time, as you know, Dave, in the event yeah. planning world. <laughs> That's right. Well, so so the uh, the air show itself will not happen, and that that certainly, I mean, I certainly can understand that. What are some of the other, uh, you know, activities, special events that will not be able to happen this year because you just simply, you know, weren't able to to figure out how to do it safely? Certainly. Another one is the Bayside Music Stage, our larger concert series. Uh, is not something we were able to do. So the Bayside Music Stage venue will not be built out this year in Open Space Park. It traditionally is a 4,500-seat venue, and again, we just do not have enough space to socially distance everyone and do it safely. And that's the primary reason for doing community events. We want to celebrate our community and celebrate cherries, but we want to do it safely. And so we've put together a calendar at cherryfestival.org that will continually be updated of events that we do feel we can effectively and safely put on in the middle of this pandemic. And that's the biggest thing. We know COVID is not going away. We need to work with it. So we wanna provide events and some of them are virtual. The Grand Traverse Pie Make and Bake this year is virtual. We did it last Hmm. year and it's fantastic. (laughs) You pick up your pie kit, make it at home. Denise and Mike Busley will teach you how via a video, which is amazing. And we're just finding ways to represent events that everyone loves to meet people where they're at. Well, the the Busleys taught me how to make the ABC pie, apples, blueberries, and cherries. And believe me, it was great. And if I can do it, you can do it. So just saying. It's a good good thing to learn. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We we will be making, of course, the traditional cherry crumb pie. uh, That is our signature pie here at the festival with the the Busleys. But yes, that is a fantastic event a lot of other events you'll continue to see our zumba yoga outdoor you know exercise those are all exciting things that you can do and socially distance to do them that's fun well let's let's kind of get into some of those just in case there's some advanced work or prep you need to do like for the you know to figuring out and learning how to 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 make a pie i suppose you need to make sure you have the right ingredients in 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 advance of course well you'd actually sign up on our website and you pick up a whole kit Wow. So you will get everything you need to be able to make your pie at home with your family and tune into our wonderful Zoom presentation that day. It's on our schedule and you can make a pie with the Busleys and our Cherry Queen virtually. Nice. So I think there's some really nice hybrid events and things that we're trying to incorporate to make sure that the festival spirit stays alive. The porch parade (laughs) is back by popular demand. And how will that work? (laughs) So we had 100 homes involved last year, which was a fantastic showing of support in our community here. And everyone decorated their homes in the cherry theme, registered on our website, uh, their address, and there was a map available on our website where you could go pick and create your own driving tour of your very own porch parade and all of the beautiful porches decorated in Traverse City. You know, now that I think about it, I do remember hearing about it, but I wasn't able to see it. So this year I will make a point to do that. That's just talk about bringing the community together, you know, to celebrate an important crop and an important time of the year. I love the fact that um, the community came together to make that happen they did it was a a very humbling experience last year you know as an event producer we hear the good and the bad (laughs) some people think we're just noise and traffic and we take that with a grain of salt but in the last year 2020 was a really challenging year for the festival and the festival foundation and we are all still employed our staff is still here working at various events around the community and making sure that Traverse City is still the forefront uh, in tourism and of course celebrating our famous fruit here but the community came out with some huge support with donations to our festival foundation to continue our scholarship programs for our queen 
to make sure that we were continuing to do the good work we do in the community, 90% of our events are free to the public. Some people in our community, this is their vacation. Yeah, right. They take time off. They go to the festival. Kids' events are free. They ride their bike and they put it in the the bike corral sponsored by Norte. They get to see each other. They volunteer. We have 2,400 mm. of the most amazing volunteers in the world. And we really appreciate the love and the support and the community rallying and saying, we don't want the Cherry Festival to go anywhere. Yeah. What can we do to help you? You know, I think, you know, y- you were right. Most communities, there there's that uh, very loud minority in the community who doesn't like a big festival, but most community people understand that's the celebration of who we are collectively. Uh, and it's a, it's a big moneymaker for the community. It employs a lot of people. But I would think after this last year, all the events that we missed, I hope there's a better appreciation for big events like the National Cherry Festival. It's happening July 3rd through 10th. Now, if you'd like to learn more about what is happening, all those fun things that you can enjoy while you visit Traverse City this early July, just go to the website. It is cherryfestival.org. You'll learn more just cherryfestival.org. And remember that event is July 3rd through the 10th. And I want to thank Kat Pay, the Executive Director of the National Cherry Festival, for being with us today. I can't wait to be there myself. I'll, I'll see you there. And I can't wait to get to Frankenmuth. We'll tell you why you should go there, do a little shopping next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We get to uh, do uh, something that I generally don't really enjoy all that myself. I'll I'll just tell you right now, I I am not a big shopper. I don't generally enjoy shopping unless it's in kind of like a fun environment. So here's the thing. I first love Frankenmuth and I do love these Shopping environments that have, you know, kind of like fun things as part of it as well. And that is certainly a good definition for the Frankenmuth River Place Shops, where we are headed to next. Let's bring in Jessica Haynes. She is the Marketing and Events Director for the Frankenmuth River Place Shops. And Jessica, I'm sorry to be, you know, a downer when it comes to retail and stuff. But, you know, unless I'm buying food, I don't like to be shopping too much. <laughs> but I but do I do love your place. Yeah, I, I love you. your place. And, and let's let's um let's convince people who are like me why they need to stop at Frankenmuth River Place Shops. You're you're open for business. Yes, we are open for business and Frankenmuth River Place Shops has something for everyone in the family to enjoy. So even if you don't like to shop, I'm sure you like uh, jerky or mm-hmm. uh, beer mm-hmm. or pizza or fudge. So there's mm-hmm. always something that we are going to find, you're going to find at River Place Shops that will make your weekend experience worthwhile. You know, uh, River Place Shops, oops, go ahead. I was just saying, you know, that's the thing I think that, that makes these these types of shopping experiences palatable for me is it's not just trying on clothing at every place you go to because you get to, you know, see this real variety of shops. You have such great variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have over 40 shops and attractions at River Place Shops. And part of the new uh, evolution of River Place Shops is the experiential retail, mm-hmm. where you're not just going and buying something, you're getting an experience with it. 
And one of the, the best examples that we've added recently to River Place shops is the Dragon Forges Bavarian Blacksmith Experience. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. Um, if you have any fans that are familiar with Forged in Fire, we have a blacksmith, Josh Weston, from that show, and he has brought that experience to Frankenmuth River Place shops. And you can actually pick out your own product, whether it's a ornament or a necklace or a, a knife or dagger. And you get to actually get to forge that item along with their master blacksmiths and take that souvenir home and show it off to your friends and family. Now that sounds fun. I would enjoy that a lot. It is very fun. Yeah, that's great. I've done it a few times. Um, and it's something where I know most women love to shop. Women do not need an opportunity to shop, but... What are the men folk doing while they're shopping, right? Well, now they can it. go and actually yeah. do something fun. That sounds like a, a great deal of fun. Now, you you quickly mentioned some of the food places, too. And I have to tell you, mm -hmm. I, I look for them all the time when I'm at a place like uh, River Place Shops. Oh, definitely. And it's, it's hard to uh, not find them because when you walk through River Place Shops, you are smelling all of the food places. You're smelling... Uh, freshly popped popcorn and fudge that was just poured on the marble slab and ice cream and candy and, of course, Sugar High Bakery's world-famous cupcakes as well. So mm. it's very much a sensory experience walking through River Place shops. And if you're looking for the ice cream store, you're bound to find it if you just follow your nose. Oh, nice. Now, um, uh, do you have any other like new shops that have popped up You know, during this last year? We do, actually. Um, the Blacksmith Experience opened um, last summer and mm. is now in its permanent uh, store at River Place Shops. We're actually welcoming uh, a few new retailers this spring. Uh, they're just about to open their door. So as people come into Frankenmove this summer, they're going to have some new places to check out. Uh, one of those is Pepper Palace. Uh, Pepper Palace has a lot of locations across the United States, and we're so thankful to have them here at River Place Shops. They offer a mind-bending assortment of hot sauces, marinades, rubs, wing sauces, anything you can imagine from mild to um, ghost pepper, reaper, all those sort of things that will literally make your brain start to sweat. Uh, so Pepper Palace should be opening their doors pretty soon. And then we also have our new retailers, Sticky Situations and Sticky Tea, which is very fun. They Their team makes homemade honey and tea varietals. Hmm. And part of that experience, again, when you walk into their store, you'll be able to pick out uh, the individual honeys or teas you'd like, and you can make your own custom assortment to take home and share with your friends and family. How different. That that sounds like a lot of fun. So you have the, the, the new shops that have come in recently. Now, what are some of the, the more popular shops? Um, and I know it's, it's always hard to kind of pick and choose, but what are some of the more popular shops that people uh, should be looking for when they, when they visit Frankenmuth River Place Shops? Definitely. We have something for everyone. So that's a little hard to figure out the the, the mm -hmm. favorites. But for, for me, I always love going through the Michigan shop, which has mm. um, artisan items uh, from people across Michigan, all kinds of great souvenirs for Frankenmuth or whether you're visiting our state for the first time. Of course, this is pure Michigan radio. So 
there's going to be a lot of really cool things such as Fago candles, um, gourmet food that is made by Michigan businesses that you'll be able to find there. And then we also have a lot of retailers that focus on uh, women's jewelry and clothing. Obviously, that's not in uh, your interest area, David, but a lot of women love to come here because they can find some very unique items, uh, whether it's for themselves or people in their lives. Uh, we also have some really great things for families to en enjoy, such as the Ultimate Mirror Maze. That's been yeah. at River Place Shops for quite a few decades now. Yeah, and cool. families love coming back as part of their new tradition of trying to beat last year's, um, last year's record of getting through the Mirror Maze. So definitely when people are looking to come to Frankenmuth River Place Shops, we encourage them to go to frankenmuthriverplace.com. You can select our store directory and see a map of everything that we have to offer. And there's quite a lot, uh, but it's also fairly easy to walk around River Place shops. Uh, I just can't guarantee you won't stop for some fudge or ice cream along the way. Well, Jessica, you've sold me. Uh, I'm going to be visiting Frankenmuth River Place shops uh, this coming year. Actually, I'll be there pretty soon, so I'll make sure to stop on by. Now, we only have a couple minutes, but... Uh, I know you, you're going to do some of your, your big events this year, including the Funtown Chowdown Food Truck Festival. When does that happen? Our Funtown Chowdown Food Truck Festival will start up in May, on May 13th. Um, it'll be the second Thursday of each month, May through September. We're really excited to, to bring it back this year. Uh, this event is held outdoors. Uh, we are going to encourage social distancing, and we've been working really hard to make sure that our setup allows for plenty of space for families to congregate, to share a community meal like no other. And we're really excited to have all of our food truck partners back. We usually bring in about 20 different food trucks from across Michigan for each of our events. And all the food trucks are just clamoring to get to Frankie hmm. Moo to see all their, their favorite fans again. Well, it's a fun fun place to uh, to eat a meal. I, I love the, the food trucks and the way they've kind of grown in the state. Hey, uh, Jessica, we only have a minute. I know you have the dog bowl. What's the date of the dog bowl? Dog bowl is going to be Memorial Day weekend, May 29th and 30th. And nice. that is also when our sister event, Balloons Over Bavarian Inn, takes place as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a can't-miss weekend in Frankenmuth, whether you're heading up north on 75 on the way up uh, or if you're stopping on the way back, make sure to come by River Place Shops because there's always something fun to do here. Oh, you've done such a great job to sell me on uh, doing some shopping. And, you know, with COVID spread, I'm going to need to do that anyway. So the uh, place is Frankenmuth River Place Shops. It's in downtown Frankenmuth. Make sure to ask about the uh, food truck festival, the dog bowl, the balloons, Upper Bavarian Inn as well. Uh, and, of course, you can check out everything about all of this by going to Frankenmuth River Place Com. And our thanks to Jessica Haynes for being with us today. I can't believe it. Time has already come to an end for this program, but we'll be back with you next week right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.